Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Before the show, here's the shout out to our new sponsor, Ferro Wine. Ferro Wine has been the largest wine shop in Italy since 1920. They have generously supplied us with our new t-shirt. Would you like one? Just donate 50 euros and it's all yours. Plus, we'll throw in our new book, Jumbo Shrimp Guide to International Grape Varieties in Italy. For more info, go to italianwinepodcast.com and click donate. Or check out Italian Wine Podcast on Instagram. Hello, my name is Stevie Kim, and welcome to Italian Wine Club. We usually run our weekly room on Thursdays, 8 p.m. Central European time. However, today is, it's it's 7 p.m., in fact, Central European time. In fact, the next few weeks, we shall be hosting a new series called Ambassador's Corner, where Italian wine ambassadors and wine lovers will be interviewing their favorite Italian wine producer. Last week, a few of you had participated in the call and nominated a few, actually quite a few. And we will be rolling out this fireside chat style interviews in the next coming months. We've got a great lineup of Italian wine producers. So, and it's never too late to nominate your favorite Italian wine producer, uh, more the merrier, if you will. So let's get this started. I see Cynthia, our interviewer, and, and Alberto, interviewee. Let me just remind you, as usual, this room will be recorded and maybe be played on the Italian Wine Podcast, most likely on Saturdays, but Joy, our producer, is in charge of the programming. She's the boss, so she can and will decide indeed. I'm delighted to present to you our first guest podcaster today. Her name is Cynthia Chaplin, a new, spanking new, Vinitaly International Academy Ambassador. Congratulations, Cynthia. And Cynthia will kick off with our very first episode of our series, Ambassador's Corner, here on Italian Wine Club. Let me quickly just um, give you a short bio of Cynthia, then I'm going to shut up forever. I know it's hard to believe. Cynthia Chaplin is truly international as she was born in stateside, moved to Europe. She has lived in Spain and Belgium and France and England and finally in Italy. What a sucker. She is a qualified sommelier with uh, Fondazione Italiana Sommelier. That's the other group other than the ICE. Um, of course, I said she's a VIA ambassador and member of Le Donne del Vino. I actually had, have an honorary membership myself. Currently an editor for InfoWine.com. Um, she's also a professor of Italian wine and culture at uh, Lorenzo de Medici International Institute in Rome. She works with embassies, corporations, private clients, blah, blah, blah. I can go on and on forever, but I'll just stop here for now. And let me just welcome Cynthia so she can take it away. 
Hi, Cynthia. So, um, Cynthia, tell us why you selected Alberto Tosca um, as your favorite producer. And um, how did you discover the wines of Tosca d'Almerita? Well, I've been a fan of Tosca d'Almerita for many years. I discovered them on a trip to Sicily a long time ago. And they've been my top go-to wines when I'm teaching or presenting about Sicily. So great chance for me to um, have the ear of Alberto tonight. But also, when he was on Clubhouse a few weeks ago, he only got to talk about Aetna. So I have a lot of other questions that I wanted to ask him. Okay, great. Cynthia, take it away. And you know, our tradition is kind of start with a learning objectives. What What are the learning objectives for today for our audience? Well, one of the things I'm really interested in is Tasca di Almarita is part of the Sustain initiative with sustainability in Sicily. And the Ministry of Agriculture recently decreed that this initiative is going to go all across Italy. So um, I want to hear how this is going to affect our vineyards and our industry. Um, I want to congratulate Alberto about his Robert Parker Green Emblem uh, Award last month for sustainability. And I want to hear his thoughts on how to apply the three pillars of sustainability, environment, economic, and social to, to vineyards and to wine in Italy. Great. Okay, take it away, Cynthia. I will shut up. Now you can welcome Alberto Tasca directly. Ciao, Alberto. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to have you. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? And hi, Stevie. You know I love you. you you're blonde hair. always <laughs> my dream. I'm supposed to shut up. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> hi, Cynthia. And thank you for your great word. And thank you for choosing us, for choosing me. No, it's my pleasure. Um, the last time you were on Clubhouse, Stevie... Uh, mentioned that Tasca di Almarita is sort of the Antinori of the South. So tonight, I think you and I need to talk about why Antinori should be the Tasca of the North. That's a good point of view. I uh, totally agree with you. But you know, her blend higher sometimes made some mistakes when she should say she loves to talk and. Uh... No, I'm just kidding. Antinori. I'm so. still here. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I mean, of course, it's a really uh, compliment because I'm in Antinori family and a uh, few other family made the Italian wine uh, what, what, what it is now. And then so I can be only grateful to them. Well, that is, that is kind and generous. And, and I would expect nothing less of you, Alberto. So thank you for that. Um, before we get on to, to some more questions that I want to ask you, I do want to dive into this learning objective about sustainability. Um, I was really excited to see that you got the green emblem from Robert Parker. A very few companies in the world have that. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about what Sustain is and the importance of this project in Italy? Yes, for sure. So I'm I'm really proud uh, of it, of course, and, and that's make. Uh, I mean, last 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 year we were named by the one enthusiast even like best one in Europe for the same reason. So it means that probably we worked well with uh, with sustainability. So sustain is a protocol and is a, dis- a discipline that we have to follow and. Uh, is uh, we spend more than 12 years to, to, to let it be uh, as it is today. And we had a lot of uh, help from the uh, Minister of Environment, the Italian Minister of Environment. 
and they developed some um, measure like uh, the protocol of Viva that can help us to measure our uh, carbon foot or water footprint and uh, and, and that's really important that we all have and we should have in all the entire world the same uh, kind of measure of it. And uh, so that's what's really important. So to, to, to find something that can measure our impact. So w why we start this, uh, uh, I mean, this trip during the sustainability, it was uh, around 12 years ago. And uh, I thought that it was a little bit of confusion in terms of uh, for consumer and even for producer uh, about uh, organic, biodynamic, natural wine, conventional. And, and everybody used to, to call us conventional because we were not biodynamic or not organic. And that was uh, uh, really, really difficult to, to, to understand to me because, I mean, we grow in the vineyards, so we know what we do and, and, and I mean, we spend a lot of time there. So the idea was to, to understand what was the different of impact of the different agricultural or best practice that we had. And uh, I jumped uh, in a... In a man, and he's a professor in, in Piacenza, in the Università Cattolica di Piacenza, he's Ettore Capri, and he, uh, he told me, Alberto, you, you are talking about sustainability. Sustainability means that you measure uh, all the impact of your action. So my focus at the beginning was on the best agricultural best practice, and then I'm jumping on the sustainability in general. That uh, understanding that uh, our impact is not just on agriculture or, or not just on environment, but is uh, is uh, in everything. And whatever we we that we do, I mean, we we have an impact on other people or other environment or uh, something else. So uh, that that means that if you can achieve more knowledge. Uh, so it's a discipline that measure your impact. That means uh, with discipline and measuring everything, you have much more know-how and especially for the decision-making process. I mean, where you are helpful by, by number or by scientific approach and, uh, and try to make the right choice with, with knowledge and not just because of my philosophy is. And the other things that I think is really great and nice in the, in the sustainability approach is that you cannot be narcissistic. You cannot think about just you and yourself. You have to think about the community. The, 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 word, the, the, the word that is more used in, in, in the sustainability process is uh, to share. So it's really nice because we started to, to that process in Sicily with other company. That means that our managers work together, they share uh, competence, they share problem. We ask to the, the scientific community to find solution and, uh, and they, they, they work all together. We work all together to, to find the best way for, for the common, I mean, wellness. That's great, Alberto, thank you so much. It sounds like the most amazing project. Um, and I'm glad to hear that the, the ministry and the Unione Italiana Vini is getting behind this and going to put it forward um, as, a, as a protocol and a theme for, for all of Italy. That's going to be really helpful. Yeah, since I think there is, a, so, so the Minister of Agriculture now is working uh, hard to, to make a protocol, a national protocol. What I see after a few years, um, not few, but more than a decade working on sustainability, that is really important that we have a common uh, protocol, common discipline, but we have to, con to put our sustainability in the context where we are. So I think 
Uh, Sicily is an island, so it's really easy. But we we will found that we 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 should found uh, different cluster around Italy. Uh, the same things inside Sicily. So I think the sustainability that we need in Etna is different than what from what we need from in uh, in the center of Sicily or in the southern or close to the coast. So each place needs its approach, and uh, and that 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 will be the the next evolution. So we we need to understand the common uh, language to understand sustainability. It's not easy for consumer uh, to understand what, uh, what is good and what is bad. Uh, I don't think we, will, we can be, never will be uh, sustainable at 100%, but it's really important that everybody of us, even, I don't know, even Stevie uh, with her job, try to, to measure her impact and our impact. And, 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 and it's really important that we start to buy things, to invest money in something that we don't know is controlled by the, the driving of sustainability. So by somebody that wants really don't have a bad impact into the world. That, that I think is really, really important. That's fantastic. Thank you. It's clear that you're going to be a leader in this. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, how you carry your voice through for the next the next 10 years after you've started the, the last 10 years. Um, I think, you know, I, I have a lot of children. Um, I know that sustainability is going to going to be very important, not only in our industry, but as you said, in a lot of other ways. So thank you so much for being so passionate about it. Um, I just wanted to, to ask you a couple of other questions because you've been in the business, your family, for over 200 years. Um, so you have a long experience and a long history uh, and, and five different estates across Sicily. So really five different Sicilian winemaking stories. Uh, and whenever I look at Tosca, Regaliale always strikes me as sort of the heart of the company. Many of your best-known wines like Reserva del Conte and Noce d'Oro come from that estate. So I just wanted to ask, which of the five is your personal favorite? Which one excites you the most? Yeah, oh, for sure, Regaliale is our um, mother estate. It's where uh, everything uh, born with us. I mean, uh, my family invested in, in the 1830. We grow up there. We every Christmas we meet all there. So it's a family place. It's uh, our home. And 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 in terms of dimension, it's really uh, it's quite big and then can help us to to make a lot of uh, experimentation on and uh, a lot of study in uh, in agriculture. So I think it's the is the engine and the heart of our uh, all estates. And the the the, the process to to go and uh, and to try to find. Uh, other estates around Sicily start uh, started in uh, around 2001 when I already was uh, uh, working in our company. I started in, in 93 and and traveling a lot. Uh, I, I always had the perception that that uh, Sicily was perceived as a flat island and uh, all the same. And so uh, few few ones were. Uh, known in, in the market like the Nero Davola, but I mean, as as it was like uh, just one Nero Davola, the same Nero Davola in all around Sicily, and then and now that you know Sicily now, and Sicily is a treasure of diversity, is in terms of cultural way, but in, even in terms of uh, uh, landscape or climate, and uh, it, it's really diverse. We have vulcan, we have mountain, we have. Uh, 
uh, smaller highlands and uh, so it's just things about that just in Regaliali we have 12 different kind of soils and five hills and, and this is just an estate so I think diversity was really important to to uh, to, to the perception of Sicily. And so uh, I start to look for different state and with uh, special attitude and different attitude that were really clear. And I jumped in few of the most beautiful places, I think, in, in, in Sicily. Uh, we started in Salina, in the Olio Highlands, with Capofaro. Uh, we produced there the Malvasia. There is a really whole tradition of, 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 of production of Malvasia delle Lipari in a, the version of sweet wine. Then we jump even in the dry version that is doing really successful. Then from there we, we jump to, to Mozia, that is another uh, beautiful and unique place. Mozia is a small highland close to Marsala, close to Trapani. It was the most important Phoenician site uh, in the history. So the, the Phoenicians were based there, they were protected about the, 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 um, the, the morphology of this small highland close to the coast. Uh, they, they work hard there, then uh, uh, um, British uh, guys buy the entire island and uh, he started to plant in even these varieties that is called Grillo uh, that I didn't know before jumping in much and it was, uh, uh, it was 2004 so and then from there we discovered the potential of Grillo and the unique place that is Mozia. Then from there we, we jumped to, to uh, the, the appellation that is called Monreale, that is a really particular area uh, with a great attitude for the Syrah production. And Syrah has a really strong tradition even in Sicily, but it's not an easy varietal. So it's a varietal that, uh, for example, in Regaliali can be really great every four years or you jump every time uh, three years so it's not it's not sustainable to produce the Syrah there and in the appellation of Doc Moreale it founded the perfect climate uh, adaptation so the, the, the wines from Syrah that came from there are are really great and then the last the last place was in 2007 after five years of research was the Hetna and even Hetna as uh, like all the other place its own attitude with uh, a great combination between varieties and and, uh, and place and climate and there are Nerello Mascalese and Caricante works in a unique way it's really not you cannot make the same Nerello Mascalese in other place around the world even in Sicily you cannot find other place that have the same combination. So the, the idea was to, to, to find, uh, to discover uh, new and different place with great attitude. My heart is still in, 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 in Regaliali, but I can tell you that uh, all the other states are, I mean, part of the same game or like kids. That is a very diplomatic answer. I, I love that. I'm not going to I'm not going to press you harder on that. Uh, I like that your heart is at Regaliali, but all of your other projects sound so interesting. And I know that all the work that's coming out of there is fascinating. I love trying the wines um, as they emerge. Uh, talking about your wines, so many of them have really fascinating names. You know, two of them dedicated to your parents' wedding anniversary, um, Seniors, uh, talking about the swans from, from Villa, um, Villa Tasca. I'm just wondering, who names the wines? Do you get to name the wines? So first of all, I have to tell you that I promise you, so I, I cannot 
invest or, or putting energy and, and, uh, and time on something that I really don't love. So all the other estates are the same. I mean, have the same value of, uh, of Regaliali because of, I mean, I, I love the places like when you find your house. I mean, you cannot invest time or energy or money in a place where you don't think uh, there is something special there. Then about naming, yes, I, I come from a really anachronistic and romantic family. So my my uh, my my grandfather used to teach me that to 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 to, to conquest your uh, worst enemy, you have to love him. That's that's the way he was thinking about. Uh, Life. So it was love, 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 and they, they started to name a wine with dedication like Nozzedoro, that means God waiting, and was dedicated to my grandparents' uh, anniversary, uh, anniversary uh, of 50, 50 um, uh, years of marriage. And the other one, yes, and then the Reserva del Conte was the, the name of uh, the count was my grandfather. He say, okay, I love this wine. I will do the best one in the world. I will name like my wine. So the Reserva del Conte. So he was a really proud man. And yes, then I, I, I love that, I mean, uh, to name the wine. I think wines are like uh, us as persons. So there is, uh, there are a multitude of wines. So when I produce a wine, I want to see I, I really need a reason why why to produce another wine in the world, and so each wine has uh, has to have uh, its own life project and a uh, strong reason why. At the same time, even characters. So the names are really uh, uh, to me uh, always dedicated to the wine, to the history that the wine has. And uh, uh, as you mentioned, Chinius came from uh, our garden in Palermo and Villa Tasca where Richard Wagner uh, um, had the Parsifal. And uh, we have a small lake in the, in the villa with two swans, and Chinius means swans. Another wine that has a strong wine, I mean, it was probably, my, no, not probably, for sure, the first name that I gave to a wine was uh, is Leone. Leone was a really ambitious project in, uh, that started in 1998. The, 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 the project was to uh, produce a wine with aromatic varietals that can show that Sicily in high altitude in the central of Sicily was something that can express really great elegance and longevity. And, uh, and Leone is, is a symbol of our crest. Uh, it's the meaning of Leone is, uh, I mean, it is the powerful and the, the, uh, even to be ways. And, and, and that's what, so it was a really ambitious, ambitious project as, as, and we gave this name. And then we had, I don't know, like, like for example, Lamuri, that means uh, passion and love uh, for what you do. And that's for the Nero Davola that we produce in the Regaliali state. Or the, the thinking about the, the, uh, the, the last name and then the last wine that we produce is coming uh, after COVID. It's called Bonsenso. Uh, Bonsenso, uh, and the varietal is a catarratto, and it's really. Uh, I mean, it's really important because at, and during COVID, we have time to think. We have time to, to uh, reinvent, not reinvent totally, but to rethink about our life, about one, how many stupid things we do and, uh, and how many things we, we miss. And so uh, we, we, I found that the, the best way is to, it's, it's like a one, you have to find a common sense, the, the best balance. So to be a great person or to be a, a great, is not easy at all. So you have to work hard 
and you have to, to find your uh, inside harmony, your balance, you have to, you, you can be uh, a little bit, uh, I mean, aggressive on your life, but find, at the end of the game, you have to find, again, the, 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 the balance. Uh, there is um, uh, a way to, to uh, Cataratto is a great variety that was already present in Regaliali. It was not very known. The name is really difficult. But the produce Cataratto there, it makes something that makes a lot of sense. And that's why uh, we call it Bon Senso. But it's even uh, related to, to the fact that COVID, from COVID, we learned that we, 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 we have to work hard to find the right balance to be more sustainable and more more and uh more good <laughs> i love that i'm looking forward to trying buon senso now uh catarato is one of my favorite grapes i love sicily because there are so many different varietals that that really only grow there so now i have a new one on my list from tasca to to taste as soon as i can um, one of my favorites is one of your grillos that's called cavallo delle Pate, the horse of the fairies <laughs> Uh, about the cricket. So I've always loved names of your wine. So Buon Senso is going to list, Alberto. I'm going to have to try that as soon as I can. Um, talking about COVID, and right before COVID hit, um, you had two big awards, the Wine and Spirits Magazine Best 100 Wineries of the World, and then the Wine Enthusiast European Winery of the Year. And I'm just wondering, when COVID hit, you know, in the global pandemic, how did that affect Tasca? Uh, the effect was a uh, disaster. We we <laughs> we were uh, totally so. I mean, think about our market is ninety five percent the Oreca market, and then the Oreca market was totally closed. We also own a, a two restaurant and a small uh, resort in the Olia Highlands, so everything's affect and impact to us really strong in a strong way. The f the fact that it was good was that we where we had the time to rethink about what we were doing. And I think with the, the project of sustainability, we were on, on, on the right way. And, and, and that was really important. And we received all this achievement, even and we, if we didn't, I mean, uh, as you say, uh, use them in, in the market because the market was closed. I mean, it was something that gave us a lot of um, conscience and, uh, and, and even, uh, uh, I just said the, the effort to 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 go in, in, in the same direction. So uh, I, I think COVID was was really bad for many things. Was really sad in many situations. I lose friends and uh, really strong friends. Was really hard to to understand. I, to me, it was personally difficult because so managing a company, you have many people that ask you. Uh, or what will happen, what, what next, and, uh, and, and of course I didn't have any answer for many months uh, just to, to, to try to relax them, but at the same time we, we had the opportunity to rethink many things that were, uh, you know, on, an, on a comfort protocol and, and we were doing the same thing. So I, I'm thinking about what we are doing now. This is an opportunity that happened uh, we folded the, the uh, instrument, digital instrument, to, to meet people, investing a, a couple of hours uh, and to talk together without taking a plane and going to the other part of the world and uh, just for the same reason why. So in terms of energy cost and even carbon footprint, I think we, we, we had many advantages even in this way. 
I think it's great that you were able to turn such a difficult and painful year into a, an, an opportunity that's positive, not just for your company, but for everyone who works for you and bearing in mind your your dedication to the sustainability. Um, I, I really like that. It was, it was a difficult year and to be able to find positivity in there uh, speaks volumes about what you do and, and what task is all about. Um, it's it's something I've I've wanted to ask you for ages. You know, you you're the eighth generation in your in your family's winemaking history. Um, obviously, your family is so important to you. You know, Regaliali, all the people who work for you. You you obviously care so much about them all. Um, and I'm just wondering about sort of on a daily basis. You know, does your father still have a hand in the business, even though he's technically retired and do you think your children will follow you into the business? And do you want them to do that? So, no. My father, of course, when you were in the family companies, uh, there were some really uh, great volume and some some other value, I mean, or uh, mechanisms that are really hard to, to manage. And uh, I had the, the opportunity to work with my father and my grandfather in the same, and my brother, also my brother in the same period. And uh, it was amazing. Even uh, if we had, of course, a uh, different approach to, to, to things and, and to, to on the way of, of managing uh, the business, but the same way is, uh, I mean, the, the direction, what, what we learn, and I think uh, all of us, that's, I mean, the, the only things is, that is important is the, is the state, is the land, is the, now we name this as a company, but is 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 the land and what the land can give us and and the result of our hard job that make the the the, the right decision is not something that has to be uh, part of my life or, uh, or 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 I mean my life doesn't have an a bad impact into the company and this approach is is really different so we are trying to the, uh, we are a land keeper we are trying to to keep this land and to give to the next generation so uh, our, our decision is not just personal but is for the future of the land for all the people that work with us since three four five generation i i have i'm so lucky to to find person that uh, know more than me what's happened in my company in the past because their grand grandparents uh, told to their grandparents and then to their father and then to them and then to me. So it, it, it's something that was really special. Uh, my father is, is not working uh, in terms of uh, operational anymore, but he's always uh, give me a lot of help and comfort. You know, agriculture is really uh, tough. Uh, uh, is, there is no one harvest same to the other one. So experience is really important. And even ISA, his experience highs are really important. When we drive through the vineyards, he can uh, he tell me to stop sometime and say, oh, what's happened there? So he, he can see things that I cannot see. So it's, it's really wonderful to have his help. And it's really wonderful to work with people from many generations that are really committed to the land and to what we do. I think all of us want to come and work for Tosca now. It sounds like such a good family environment and so supportive. Uh, no, not me. Me not. <laughs> okay. We don't. We don't like blonde, natural blonde girls <laughs> like you, Stevie. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you guys no, off just off. for one nanosecond. First of all, what what a what a great great um, thorough interview. And let me just hold on. I have a special effect. 
I know my kids say it's really cringy, but I thought it was. This is why I really wanted to do the ambassadors corner, and um, Cynthia. Great, great, great questions for Alberto Tasca. I would now like to. We're halfway into the um, uh, the 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 call today on Italian Wine Club. If you'd like, if you have a question for Alberto or Cynthia, please raise your hands, and I'll bring you up onto the stage. In the meantime, I'm going to bring Laika up because she is the stage manager. And I would like to um, tell us who's up next the next two weeks. Laika? For the next week, um, we're going to have um, Elena Fucci. Um, she's going to be interviewed by Xiao and Du. So it's going to be on Thursdays, um, July 15 at 8 p.m. And then um, on the next Thursday, next, next Thursday, we have Jill Gordon-Smith. Um, she will be interviewing Cristiana Tiberios at um, 9 p.m. So there's some um, time difference problems so that we were uh, eventually we were able to settle at this time. So it's quite a little bit late for some, but at least everyone can catch up. And don't forget, we're going to record this and may be able to upload it at the Italian Wine Podcast for those who would like to listen. Very good. I I don't know when it's going to go live, but um, yes, definitely we will play this in its entirety on Italian Wine Podcast. We've just celebrated a million listens and it's taken us four years, but most of it actually was the past 12 months during the pandemic. So we're very excited and average listen is about 1,000 and 2,000. So we can can replay for all the others. Um, If I see a bunch of people, Melissa, Slawe, Patty, Margarita, Paul, um, Sue, oh, Sue Tolson, we, we've missed you. Jody, Cheeto, Annie, congratulations again. Carla Ovashi, I know I have to write to you. Tugba, Gunnar, Alice, Francesco, our Italian wine experts, and a bunch of other people in second row. I know you guys have a bunch of questions. If you'd like to raise your hand, please do that now. In the meantime, let me ask a question to Alberto, one not so, um, not so serious. So, you know, I used to always wonder um, how come Blackberry was always in the business? And I've discovered that one day I was in Sicily and I saw Alberto Tasca, Antonio Rallo, and then Alessio Planeta with blackberries. And then I knew the Sicilians had cornered the blackberry market. Do you st- have you still got a blackberry, Alberto? Yes, of course. I kept all of them. My 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 relationship with uh, with BlackBerry was fully love. So I was really, really sad when I jumped to to to, to other device. Yeah, that's it, it's really a crazy story. I have this like beautiful picture of the three of them with their blackberries. It's just it's unforgettable. Maybe I'll try to find that. Listen, Alberto, I have kind of a serious question for you though. It's impossible. Yeah, so, no, 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 I do, I do. I really feel like, you know, the three people I've mentioned, the three families, um, the Rallos and the, the Tasca d'Almerita and Planeta from, from Lucio, of course, and, and um, Diego Planeta and um, Giacomo Rallo, I feel like you, you are the poster child or, or the benchmark of this thing that 
um, the Italians call um, cambio generazionale or ricambio generazionale, which means kind of the generational change and turnover. I feel like this happens, you know, in the wine industry quite um, often, but not always so successfully. And I always felt like you guys did this together in symbiosis in a very harmonized way. How, how did you guys do that? I don't know how. I mean, uh, for sure, I mean, how our parents gave us uh, an example of how to, to play the same game and to play together. So what happened in Sicily, I think it's a really great revolution and now an evolution. And, and I think we learn how to talk together, how to sit on the same table and, and think about what is the best for Sicily instead of thinking about just of our brands. And uh, the other way that we, we, we are all hard workers, we love to work. We work with what we do and you can feel it. And so when we have fun, when we work together, uh, and that's really great. We are also friends, we fight, but we are also friends and we, uh, and that's, it's an alchemy. So we, we yeah, we are lucky. <laughs> so I know that, um, you know, of course, every year the, with the Tarmina Gourmet, um, they they help organize an incoming from the from the Via community, and I believe it's also in October this year. So hopefully we can come and visit a, at least a few of us. Um, hopefully in in the fall, the COVID situation will be um, stable at least. Um, so we are very much looking forward coming uh, coming back to Sicily, one of my favorite places in the entire world. Thank you, Stevie. I think we are all, of course, invited uh, from us. I mean, we are really happy to, to, to show what we have done. We, we do every year, and stand of, uh, of course, with the pandemic, we had to stop it. But every year we invite uh, many people to visit us in uh, Sicilian Premier, we call the, the, the organization. When, when is Sicilia on Premier this, this no, year? Normally it's in uh, springtime, so it's between March, April or 1st May and uh, close to the Vinitaly before or after Vinitaly, depending when when Vinitaly is. And uh, in springtime normally we can present the new vintages, what happened, and we always gave a big picture of the evolution of the, the, uh, of the Sicilian uh, wine region. And uh, I think it's also a, a great experience to, to join us because we do uh, every time in a different place, so we go around. And it's another way to discover Sicily. So not just uh, with number, but uh, living different place. So, you know, we have a bunch of people even today in the room. I don't know if um, any of them had um, participated in the Sicilia en Primeur. If they are interested, how can they, can they apply to participate? Yeah, so... Uh, how does it work? Uh, it works like this. So normally, so we we dedicate all the, the invitation uh, uh, for journalists or for not only for wine journalists but journalists in general or people that can, uh, of course, tell to everybody what they see and 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 write or or put on uh, on the web uh, uh, what we do. Uh, the way is to follow Assovini Sicilia. Assovini is the first organization that was made in, in Sicily by our parents, uh, Lucio 
uh, Giacomo and Diego, and, uh, and it's the organization that takes care about Sicilian Prime uh, and Premier every year. So I think if you write down an email on uh, Asovini Sicilia, uh, you can find that uh, you can have uh, any, uh, any answer from them. Or, or if you not, just try to look for us as producer and we will put you in touch with the organization. That's, that's great because, you know, I'm sure um, many of the members from the community would like to participate if they can in the future. So, listen, I'm going to close up the room if there aren't any questions. Cynthia, do you, would you like to have the last remark? I've got one last question. Oh, you do. Sorry. Sorry about that. I cut you up before. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I just wanted to ask one last question, and, and this is just a, a personal preference, Alberto. Um, I know you've, you've spoken a lot about the, the winery on Etna, and the, the wines that are coming out of there are amazing. And I just want to know, is there any chance of a sparkling Narello Mascalese, a Methodo Classico coming out of there, either a Blanc Noir or a Rosé? Good question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we had many requests on that. Uh, honestly speaking, we we didn't start any project on uh, on a sparkling wine there. We are uh, still focusing on uh, on uh, be more precise on what we do with the steel wines. But it is an idea that the idea come on the table, come up on the table on, uh, during uh, the pandemic when uh, with my team. Uh, so probably yes, but uh, I mean, if you follow us, we we are not so fast in the project. So once we decide to make a project, we we need to uh, do it very precisely. So we 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 need time to to make it happen. Well, keep that idea on the table because I think it would be great. So I'm glad to know that at least it's it's out there. But as you know, I, I don't know if you know, but we, we are really, uh, I mean, focused on me. We, we already produce a sparkling wine, so in three versions, that is quite an art job and take a lot of time and space, even in the cellar with the, and we do it in Regaliali in high altitude with uh, the Almerita project, and uh, that started in, in 1989. And so now it's uh, quite, not large, but, but uh, in, I mean, really not easy production of all sparkling wine. That's kind of why I asked the question, because I love those sparkling wines from Regale Ale. I love Calmaritas. So I'm hoping, um, and my fingers are crossed, that Narello Mascalesi is going to come from Tasca di Almarito, from Tascante on Etna, in a sparkling version. Looking forward to that. I will work on it. Uh, that's uh, just for, for Cynthia. Sure. I promise you that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we work for yes for Cynthia for the idea and uh, to to try to make the project. Listen, I will put I, it on the table. I have one one last 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 question. So for audience, um, can you? I mean, of course, we know what. Asovini is and Sicilia Doc is, mm -hmm. okay? But can you explain to our audience the differences in terms of what you do as two different organizations? Yeah, now we have three different organizations. Oh, geez. Yeah, of course, yeah. you're Italians. Uh, yes. No, no, I <laughs> no what's the, the third so organization? I, it's the Foundation of Sustainable, uh, Sustain Sicilia Foundation. Uh, oh, okay, foundation okay, okay. But that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So tell us the difference. So uh, uh, everything starts with Assovini Sicilia. And Assovini is uh, uh, an association, is of, of course, of, um, for voluntary people. So we are not paying being part of the association. 
And the, 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 the idea from my father and, uh, and two other gentlemen were uh, Diego Planeta and Giacomo Rallo was to create a group of producers that can uh, stay together, talk together, analyze together the situation of, uh, of, of Sicily and try to uh, to push even the government and the, 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 the uh, institution in Sicily to make good things. And that happened. It's, uh, uh, they made a great job. The, the now I think it's, uh, Asuini is representing the 95% of the bottled wine that we sell in, in Sicily. So they made a really great job. From Asuini, we start to create another uh, organization that is the Consortium of Doc Sicilia. So we create uh, the, the, the Doc of the Highland of Sicily. And, and when was that? And that was in 2012. Yes, yes. Also, uh, first vintages. Of course, I mean, that's when happened. But before, when we start to think it was like um, almost 20 years before. And that's how it was not an easy job mm-hmm. to make it happen. And the consortium is quite different. It's an institution that they care about to protect our appellation, to protect our uh, indigenous grave varieties, and to promote the brand Sicilia around the world. And, and, uh, and so even this association is doing a really great job inside. Uh, we are many different producers inside the, 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 the same organization that take care about and promote uh, about Sicily with cooperative, uh, single, small company, big company, all together we, we do this job. And the foundation board was born uh, in, uh, during the, the pandemic and the idea was to promote the, the sustained protocol around Sicily to, to uh, even there we, we, never, we do we spend a lot of time without I mean, any money to, to, to create things that can help all of us to, to, to improve and to make great things. Oh my god there's like I mean there's a huge storm and in, in, I'm looking at from my office I'm going it's like cats and dogs and a lot of lightning in Verona right now. All right, listen. I'm going to close up the room. And um, thank you so much, Alberto, for joining us today. This was our first episode from the Ambassador's Corner. And we will, um, of course, replay it on Italian Wine Podcast. So, and Cynthia, great job. Thank you so much for doing this. I knew this was the right thing to do, to give a voice to all of the other ambassadors to ask questions directly to um, the producers. That way, you know, in between I go get a drink at the bar, I drink a couple of glasses, I come back, and you guys are still going. It's, it's nice. I love it. Thanks for having me, Stevie. Okay. And then Sigla. Ciao, Alberto. Grazie. Ciao, ciao a tutti. Grazie. Ciao, Cinzia. Ciao. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.